Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been extremely open about my struggles with severe anxiety, depression, childhood trauma, and therapy has honestly given me the tools to not only get through the everyday, but enjoy everyday. Whether you're coping with trauma, stress, a specific hardship, whatever it may be, you don't need to feel ashamed of normal human struggles because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you because there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You all know I always complain about how expensive therapy is, but BetterHelp therapy is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are working with therapists from home. I mean, what's the harm in trying it? I guarantee BetterHelp's therapists will provide you with a new perspective on your current struggles. BetterHelp has a special offer for Meet My Mess listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash meet my mess. That's better H E L P dot com slash meet my mess. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Good day to all you mess makers and thank you for tuning in every week to meet my mess. Today we have a guest that inspires many and especially me. Again, it's me. (laughs) I cracked myself up. I uh, made myself laugh as soon as I started this recording. Actually, before I started this recording, just purely on how shitty I look right now. Um, I'm sick as fuck. I'm turned on NyQuil, marijuana, and this iced coffee that's really, really fucking shitty. I hate when they make it too sweet. Today's going to be a wild ride of an episode. I'm going to say this. I was feeling a little conflicted on what to talk about, so... We have about nine different optional topics and we're just going to see what what runs, what flows. Um, I'm still in Croatia. The thing about Croatia is that like no one lives here. People just vacation here. So I've been going on. I don't even test my microphone. Fuck me. Give me a sec. How do I pause this shit? There we go. Yeah, so the thing about Croatia is that no one lives here. People just visit. We have people come in, come out. So it really is a melting pot of foreign men, which, you know, we know I love a foreign man. Um, I have, when I one day have the money, I will be making shirts that says, kiss me if you're foreign. But that's besides the point. This seems like a dream scenario for me, but now I'm realizing that men are don't fall in love with me in only one week one weekend um what they do fall in love with is the idea of fucking as many chicks as they can on vacation and I just swerve my way into that lineup you know if I'm lucky (laughs) so a lot of dating a lot of leading to nowhere I did, however, go on a date with a guy recently and something interesting happened that I thought could be useful to the listeners. Um, I went on a first date with a guy and he brought his friend along. I know this sounds weird, but I've actually gone on multiple first dates in Europe where people bring their friend or their friends along to meet their date. People here are a little bit more open-minded to just kind of hanging out, seeing how things go. It doesn't have to be an insured, is this person cool? 
do they vibe with us all that so I've got a multiple first dates with guys and their friends um this week was no exception I went on a date with a dude from the U.S. actually but they've both been living in Europe for quite a long time about five six years and something funny happened I met them they actually looked very very similar but I vibed with one of them more than the other and the one I vibed with more was not the one that I was supposed to be going on a date with um we went out for food as soon as the guy was supposed to be on a date with left to go to the washroom me and this guy hit it up so so well we just had way more in common we were way more aligned in what we wanted what we were thinking and this guy was just a little bit more confident than his friend which is always a win he was a little bit older than his friend which is always a win um and I went about this situation completely wrong I ended up having sex with friends that I didn't initially want to go on the date with. And so I want to give a piece of advice to people who are in the situation and how to not fuck it up royally like I did. I want to say, if you went on a first date with someone, I'm not sure I'm done talk about this message I just got. If you're going on a date, first date with someone, you don't owe them anything you don't owe them anything um especially if they're not here for a long time you know what they're looking for out of you so really you're run free to run around as you please my biggest mistake here was trying to force myself to like the guy I was initially supposed to go on a date with when a guy I liked so much more was sitting right across from us. My piece of advice would be absolutely fuck the initial person you were supposed to go on the first date with and be ballsy and throw it out there to the friend and say, hey, I know we've just met and I know I'm supposed to be on a date with your friend, but I think we vibe really well. Um, just putting that out there want to see what you think and then see how they throw it back because I guarantee if they're feeling you enough one the way you guys met shouldn't be an issue especially if it's a first date on a dating app like I could have very well matched with his friend instead and we could have been in completely different positions I could have been on the date with the friend so I would say throw it out there. Worst thing that's going to happen is that they say, fuck this bitch, she's a whore. People already say that about you anyways. So throw it out there. I wish I had and had not had had sex with the guy that I didn't want to have had sex with. I'm trying to be, (laughs) I've said multiple times on this podcast that I'm trying to invoke celibacy into my daily life, but it's really hard. (laughs) Um, I'm a very sexually free person. It's obvious, but I'm trying to not make that my main narrative these days um, and offer more than just my ravishing body um, to offer more than just my top-notch blowjob skills. I am trying to get people to think that I'm a good person, to think I'm interesting to think I'm funny, to want to actually have a conversation with me and not just fuck me and leave me because honestly, I've been having a lot of sex lately and I feel like shit at the end of all of it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to be celibate. I'll let you know how it goes. Probably won't last very long. Um, it's just an attempt to tell myself that I'm more than just what my body is worth it's not so much to do with actually sex itself it's more to do with the fact that I very much so equate my self-worth with my body um in terms of dating I'm really struggling right now with thinking that a guy would leave me if I gained weight with or that I'm not attractive when I'm 
less when I'm more than 130 pounds, um, which I am naturally. Um, I'm not going to lie about my weight. I, my body's changing. Uh, I'm probably the healthiest I've ever been, but my body is changing in ways I'm not used to. And that is taking a lot of my mental space right now. And guys just using my holes and leaving me and um, it's not helping. So it is also reminding me that my self-worth is only equated to my body, or at least it's telling me that, and that's not true. So I'm trying to work on no sex on the first dates, but it's very, very hard in a place where everyone is constantly traveling in and out. And um, Croatian guys are really, really, really at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, they suck for multiple reasons. One, they're really not very good looking. Sorry if you're Croatian. Um, they're just like lanky white men who can't dress well because they're all poor. <laughs> um, if you want to go on a Croatian date with a Croatian guy, do not think that they will be buying you even a single glass of wine, not one. You will be supporting that man if you are dating a Croatian man unless they're like living in a different place. Um, they are bottom of the barrel. They're bottom of the barrel for multiple reasons. One, poor, two, ugly, three, they all sound like grew from Despicable Me. Four, they're really fucking sexist. Like the most sexist I have ever, ever run into. I've gone on dates with two, that's left. I've been on a date with one Croatian man and I had a little flirtationship with another. Let's start with the Uber driver. So I get into this Uber one day and I was like, oh my man, like this guy is actually pretty cute. Like I don't usually see Croatians that I think are sexy, who I vibe with. So I was like, okay, a little Uber me. Like, you know, I'm lowering my expectations in terms of financial financial um freedom i've accepted if i dated a croatian guy i would be the breadwinner in the family um but you know love is love so let's just give the uber driver a chance you can see how ex high my expectations are lately so we're flirting we're flirting we're chatting and then he starts going um i was like oh do you have a girlfriend he's like yeah i do i was like oh man he's like you could he gives that little like I guess I got to tell her now that I have a girlfriend, even though I really don't want to, but he did tell me. So respect on that, but um, that's the absolute only thing I respected this man for. We get to talking and I was like, oh yeah, like what are, what is dating like in Croatia? Like, it seems like you guys kind of only date each other. Like I haven't really met any Croatians that date anyone that isn't Croatian. He goes, yeah, we do um Croatians are pretty like he says Croatians are pretty Croatian men are pretty wild he says they like to fight each other a lot and I was like okay great love that hate that if anyone knows me they know my least favorite thing on earth the least favorite thing about being a human being I have is confrontations I was like oh god okay I was like what are they fighting about and he goes <laughs> it's just so outlandish he goes excuse my language but all the girls around here are whores I was like hmm. all the girls around here are whores I was like, okay let me dive in a little bit for my own selfish entertainment and I was like oh what do they what do they do to act like whores and he goes well they all just dress like whores I was like okay he's like girls around here really love attention the first thing I thought was girls around everywhere really love attention it doesn't matter if it's Croatia or not I was like, okay um he goes yeah they dress they dress themselves up like whores literally kept repeating whores 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 I've never heard whores in a sentence so many times and he goes they dress themselves up like whores so that when they go to the bars they can get men to stare at them and then when the men stare at our girlfriends, we we beat the fuck, we beat the shit out of them. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, 
I said to him, I was like, okay, like, this is getting a little far. Like, I'm a pretty bad feminist if I let this guy just, like, sit here and call girls whores over and over again, even though it was wildly entertaining to hear this sexist man's perspective. And I was just said to him, I said, well, don't you think, like, you should just let it go? It's only a, a look. Here I am fighting with my Uber driver. The man could have fucking killed me. Kind of turned around, choked me, beat the shit out of me. I was like, don't you think, like it's just like not that big of a deal just let it go and the man goes yeah but they're looking at your girlfriend and he goes my girlfriend I was like okay here we go my girlfriend would never get looked at by guys because she doesn't dress like a whore and I'm like your girlfriend doesn't get looked at by guys because she's probably a two because you are a one doesn't they dress like whores, just whores, whores, whores. So that was my experience with my first Croatian man. I was like, mm, we're off to a really fucking good start. Really great start. Um, Croatian man number two. We met at a bar. He was sitting alone at a club, which should have been my first red flag. And he person that has the balls to go sit in a club alone is probably a fucking serial killer he's just sitting there in the corner sipping his drinks like looking out his next prospect him he's he's kind of cute not gonna lie so the whole night and I was feeling low on myself I am feeling low on myself that's uh been very very clear I made that very very obvious this man is looking at me the whole night smiling at me so like every once in a while I like, look back and like the little like the little eyes the little smile and like gave him a little wave and uh I'm starting to feel really sick at this point in the night so it's about 2 p.m and I'm gonna preface I'm feeling sick as in my throat hurts I'm not too drunk I was actually very very sober so about 2 a.m I was like told my friends I was like okay I'm gonna head home like I'm not feeling good and I walk out of the bar walk out of the club didn't really think anything about this dude I was like if he wanted to talk to me he could have he had the whole night to come talk to me like I'm gonna go I don't feel well so I leave and all of a sudden I hear you're not leaving are you and I turn around it was the guy I was pleasantly surprised I was like oh like this is kind of cute like this man just followed me out of the bar like not thinking at all that that could be creepy I was like that's kind of cute this guy followed me out of the bar and he was like, you're not leaving, are you? I was like, yeah, I'm going home. I'm not feeling well. And he's like, okay, well, let me walk you home. I was like, all right. So I let him walk me halfway home. We sit in a park for a little while. We got on so well, making out, having the best time ever. Um, great, great experience. And I tell him, okay, I'm feeling sick. I'm going to go home, but like, even on my number and we'll go on a date. He goes, sure. Two days later, I'm still feeling sick. And he's like, I really want to see you. I was like, okay, I really want to see you too. Like, normally I never invite a guy over on a first date, but I was still really sick. And I told him that. I was like, I'm still really sick, but feel free to come by. You know, um, I'll make you dinner and we can just chill and watch a movie. He's like, that sounds great. Should I bring drinks? I was like, no, I'm sick. He's like, okay. First thing is that he didn't offer to bring dinner or to make dinner. He gave me a set menu of the things that he likes to eat. I was like, okay, guess we really are fucking in the colonial era. He goes, I like this, 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 and I don't like seafood. I was like, okay, good, because I can't cook seafood for shit. Do you know how fucking hard it is to cook lobster, to cook shrimp? Um, Difficult, actually. I've never fucking tried. Um, But it seems really intimidating on a first date. I'm not going to cook something I've never cooked before for my first fucking date. He comes over. We watch a movie. He lights a cigarette in my apartment. I was like, excuse me, sir. I did not say you could do that, but here we are. My place still smells like fucking your grandma's house where she used to smoke. A pack a day inside of that wasn't funny that wasn't funny you know they're not all hits um so 
he comes over, smokes a cigarette mouth. I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to have to kiss cigarette mouth. I look at his teeth. And I was like, oh, you really do have like really fucking bad teeth. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I usually will never look over bad teeth, but I was like, let me just, I'm trying to widen my pool. I'm trying to be open minded. So let me look over his shitty teeth. Watch a movie we're making out, and eventually, what you expect to happen on a date at someone's house eventually happens. Um, I told him I was on my period, didn't care. I was sick, didn't care. Well, I cared. Last thing I want to be doing is having sex when I'm on my period and sick. Like, I don't look good, but I struggle with saying no to men with sex. Um, I'll dive into that more in a minute. But um, I don't even know. I'm so out of it. Um, we have sex, period sex, and the man just, first of all, I don't want to make fun of men's genitalia, but us ladies need to have a conversation about something. So there are three ways a dick can point. We have the ideal, this is top-notch dick, is the ones that curve upwards. Because when they go in you, they hook your G-spot and just pound into that. The next is a straightforward hard dick, right? They can still push on your G-spot and it'll be great. The losing dick shape, I'm not talking about length, I'm not talking about width, I'm talking about the way your penis curves. The losing dick shape is the elephant trunk. The elephant trunk. Nothing's worse. And what's even worse is a circumcised, an, un, an uncircumcised elephant trunk. This is the bottom barrel. This is so fucked up. If I heard a guy talking about B flaps on a girl, I would be like, he is so fucked up. I would start crying. But whatever, we're in too deep now. It's the fucking elephant trunk. Nothing's worse than the elephant trunk because even hard they're like this and that's not hitting anything for you nothing nothing at all like you're getting some friction maybe though that's all you're getting so I was very disappointed that I had messy sex sick sex and sex with an elephant trunk and this guy also just sticks it in me no protection and I have been very diligent about my condom game while I've been in Europe. Very diligent. Last thing I want to do is come back with herpes. And he fucks me. We finish our movie. He leaves. And I am automatically just icked right out by this man. Um, side note, if you have an elephant dick, don't worry. You have plenty of options and by plenty I mean one is to play with her clit you know it shouldn't be something I still have to repeat but I just like to throw it in there every once in a while because I'm still not seeing enough work put in by you men you if you think you're working hard enough you're not you're not you don't know how fucking long we have sore throats from sucking dick and we don't complain about it once elephant dick my least favorite. I should put that in my dating bios. Do not swipe left if you have an elephant dick. Swipe right if you have a, what, what should we call this one? We'll call this a ski, the ski slope dick, the snowboard slope dick, because you can just slide right onto it and then you get a jump of glory thanks to it. We got the elephant, we got the, we got the elephant and we got the ski slope. Those are the two ways your dick can go. But later, I'm realizing this story isn't that interesting. Later, I get a text from the man, three days later, actually, I should say. And he says, hey, sorry I've taken so long to message you. I just wasn't feeling the same spark that we had on the night we met. Oh, oh shocker. Did someone say shocker? Because now you've had sex with me, so you don't care at all about what I had to offer because I was the, sa the same bitch you met on night one was the same bitch you met on night two except for this time I was sick and had my period which you knew <coughs> again it 
right out. And he, I was like, all right, cool. My response was, ego's a little hurt. Don't like to be told you're not interested in me, of course, especially when you got bad teeth and an elephant cock. And he texts me again, another three days later after he already fucking told me that I didn't meet his Croatian poor man standards and says, oh, and by the way, throughout the whole day, he just goes, I can't stop thinking about how much I love my job. Kept saying that. He's like, I just love my job. I just have the best job in the world. And here I was thinking he would be like some sort of philanthropist or, you know, um, a stockbroker, something either financially prosperous or something ethically prosperous and I say what's your job he says a waiter a waiter and he loves his job so much I'm glad you love your job but your elephant dick is still holding you back buddy I'm just gonna keep making fun of his dick but anyways he messages me and he goes I know you like the sex why you're lying he's like uh wait what (laughs) like we already established we're not gonna do anything so what is this text about he goes I know you loved it like he just like wanted a little ego boost like he probably got shut down at the same gross bar that he met me in and I answered drunk text this was a little mind game this was a very thought out little mind game because I gave him no answer about if I liked the sex or not which I didn't but I wasn't going to be that savage. I was just low-key letting him know your dick game is quite weak. And then he answers, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't remember ever sending that. But, like, thoughts? And then to this, I never replied. And Split Croatia is a small city, so I will be seeing him again. So when he sees me again and I'm looking top-notch, he will remember she doesn't think my dick game's good, and that's the one I let get away. Just kidding, he probably won't think that, but he will think, get a little insecure about his PP, which he should. Um, let me go back real quick to why I find it so difficult to say no to men in bed. My friend Miriam, who will be coming on the podcast soon, mentioned this to me. I said, I have a very difficult time saying no to men who want to have sex with me. And um, she goes, like, why do you think that is? And I was like, well, I don't know, maybe it's just an ego boost. You know, um, I often associate my self-worth to my body. And so um, saying no to sex with men, I'm always worried if I don't have sex with a man, he won't be interested in me further along. And she goes, okay, can I offer an alternative? She's like, I think you're right about that stuff, but I think there's another reason why you don't say sex, why you don't say no to sex with men. I was like, okay. She was like, she knows about my sexual history. Um, I haven't really talked about this much on the show, but I am slowly working towards releasing an episode about the day I was sexually assaulted or raped. Sorry, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Um, About a year ago, I was raped. And she knows all about this. And she said, can I alter, um, offer an alternative perspective to you? I was like, yeah, of course. And she was like, I think that the reason that you have a hard time saying no to sex with men is because you've said no in the past. And that answer hasn't been respected, hasn't been validated. And you are obviously doing anything you can to avoid being sexually assaulted or raped again and so by constantly saying yes to having sex with men you are taking away that option of them sexually assaulting or raping you by convincing yourself you're enjoying and want to have sex with these men you are removing the chance that they could violate you answering with the question no so I just think that that's something a piece of knowledge that we should I want to share because if any of you are sexual assault survivors or have found yourself in a situation which almost all of us have where you've found that your body's been violated I think that's something to think about in how you're moving in your sex life now
that was massive for me. So that is why I'm continuing to try to be celibate again, not claiming it's going to work um, by any scope of the word, but we're trying, we're trying. Um, again, I do love sex, but the casual sex is not good for me right now. Now that we've talked about the worst men on the scale, which is Croatian men. Also, I want to give myself a little pat on the back for staying in Croatia, even though I think they have the worst men on the planet, because that means I'm not making my decision solely around men. I did just book a trip to Germany to see a man that doesn't even know I'm coming to see him, but that's a whole other story. Um, hopefully he's not listening to this. That would, that was just a joke. Haha. Um, let me rate the top European men. For your information, if you are ever seeking out a European companion, who tops the list? Top five will go. I have the top three in my head, but let me just throw out the top five. I don't know what the last two are going to be. That's a little mystery box. Little mystery dick, if you will. Um, number one. Number ones are Germans. I've always, I've said this before, German men top the cake in terms of men, probably anywhere in the world for multiple reasons. I'm not it's not about the accent. It's not about the accent here. I would say German men don't have the best accent in the world. I like a German accent, but I understand people don't. It's a funny kind of accent. But number one men in the world are, ooh, I know who the fourths are. Okay, number one are German men. This is for multiple reasons. One, every single German man you come across will be an absolute freak. They also, not only are they freaks, they know their way around the female body. They, I don't know if they teach them in school how to give orgasms or something, but I swear every single German man, no man ever makes me come on the first time we have sex. The two German men I have had sex with in the past year were able to make me come on the first time we had sex, and that's never happened. They are the only two people who in my entire existence have made me have come on the first time having sex German men mm, so delicious they also just make you feel like an absolute woman they pay for bills they open doors they pull out chairs they plan the dates they compliment you not only about your physical appearance, but about your personality as well. Even if they just want to have sex with you, they'll compliment you about your, your personality and say you're great. They'll still hold your hand. They'll cuddle you. They'll give you massages. They're, they're an intimate, they're intimate beings while at the same time fucking you like you are last night's steak. They, mm, I love a German guy. So Germans, number one. Um, if you catch me moving to Germany in a year, you'll know why. Number dos is Frenchmen. I know, I know, I've told a million crazy stories about Mr. Croissant and how he treated me and um, how scary that situation was, but I still stand by the fact that Frenchmen top the cake. They are so fucking romantic that's like the only thing they really have going for them is no they're passionate they're romantic and they're passionate and a, no one will do as many things for you that a French man will they will buy you every single meal you ever have when you eat out it doesn't matter if they can afford it or not they're going to spend every last dime on you not that I think that guys should do that but I do think it's nice that they are paying for shit <laughs> but obviously if you can't afford to be taking girls on immaculate dates don't be drain your bank for a girl but they will always take you on nice dates. They'll always order a bottle of wine, um, which is really nice. I love when a guy orders a bottle of wine because it means you're down to get a little tipsy with me, you know? Um, it's a little fun on our first date. Um, so a bottle of wine, always nice. They order multiple types of food. 
they will order a pizza, they will order an appetizer, they will order dessert. I went on this date with this French guy who got eight different flavors of ice cream just so I could try them all. Things like that. It's just extravagance in terms of romance. They bring flowers on your first date. They buy you jewelry. They're always giving you forehead kisses, which we know are so fucking dangerous. They are caressing you they are doing their best in the bedroom their best their very very best interpret that as you will um the one thing they could improve on that could put them in the number one spot next to germans is um i love your passion i love your passion when it's positive but when it's negative it's a little it's a little it's a little scary um there's yelling there's this look in their eyes that you can just like you don't really see normally or they get a little uh they get when they get when they're in love they're very in love when they are angry they're very angry and that is the one thing that french men could work on is uh their level of um passion in terms of anger how does that passion come out can we tone it down to a conversation and not a screaming match that would be lovely number three on the list are Englishmen and before we get ahead of ourselves Englishmen only have one thing going for them one and it's their accent that's literally it I'm not telling you an Englishman is going to treat you well I'm not telling you he's going to be chivalrous I'm not telling you he's going to want to pursue a serious relationship with you ship with you i'm not telling you he's going to be honest with you i'm not telling you he's not going to cheat on you because he probably will all i'm saying is if you really want to be whispered if you want to have a whisper in your ear if you want to have a fun little night i would say go for an englishman they uh they're funny as fuck um they're witty their banter is great but I wouldn't say that they're not going to be banging the next girl that walks past them in the club, okay? Number four, we have um, men from the Netherlands or Holland, same place. They win. Not only do men from the Netherlands win, everyone from the Netherlands win. Those people are so fucking nice. <laughs> they're so nice. But also men from Amsterdam, not Amsterdam. Why am I saying Amsterdam in particular? Because a lot of them do that you meet outside of the Netherlands are from Amsterdam, but um, they're hot. I've met so many dudes that look so different from one another that live in the Netherlands. Um, it's not like what you think. It's not just blonde haired, blue eyed men. Nah, I've had very diverse looking men in the playing field we've had men who are tall brunette brown eyes we've had dudes that we've had black dudes we've had asian dudes i haven't fucked all these people get your head out of the gutter they're just men i've seen in amsterdam that have treated me like gold they're very chivalrous they're very kind and they're very honest they're not they're going to express themselves in a way that they they express themselves in a way that doesn't come off too harsh if they're saying something rude they're always finding the nicest way to say things i've never had to do sex with a guy from the netherlands so i cannot tell you what that looks like i'll add it to the list of things to do fifth i don't know who goes fifth but i do feel like i need to round it out you do either three or five and now i've done four so who falls into that fifth place spot hmm I'm not going to say anyone from the UK. Hmm. Italians? Italians are rough, you know? Italians can teeter on being really amazing guys. You either, it's a hit or miss with Italians. They look fucking unreal. That's a, that's a given. They are so sweet with their words. They are unreal cooks. They again pay the bill. Um, but they are a little creepy. I'll say that. Italian men 
will fuck anything that walks. I'll say that. They're good at getting the girls into bed, but they will fuck anything that walks. They will drool. They, It's kind of like love bombing, but they all do it. So it's kind of okay. They will just tell you everything. Oh, your ass is so nice. You're so beautiful. You're so cool. You have the best personality, a million different things. And uh, then they'll cheat on you. But I have had an experience where I was really falling for a dude and I found out he has a wife, but that's a whole other story for a whole other day. And he was Italian. So Italians will ravish you. Have you sort of ravish just seems to be the word of the day. They will ravish you. They will, um, they'll uh, entertain you but they're not who you should pick as a husband. Again, you pick Germans as husband. Don't forget, Germans are your husbands. Again, circling back to when I had this dude uh, over on a first date, I'm living alone now. And this has come with a couple, a couple fun little tidbits that I have realized about myself. Number one is that I really love to hang out like I'm fucking Mowgli from the Jungle Book. I really like to hang out in like boxer shorts and no top at all, just completely topless. Like I'm literally look like a 12 year old fucking ginger boy with tits walking around this house. Love it, love it. It's so freeing. Everything's like covered down here. So it's not like puss out because like even us women don't really love vagina. Um, and it's like the ones I was wearing yesterday were like a little bit tighter. So it was like everything was condensed down here, but everything up here was just free, free, still wearing no bra, never will, never have. Even though I have triple D's, I will not wear a bra under any circumstances. I don't care how siggy, saggy my tits look, will not wear a bra. So I've been walking around writing fucking content, tits out boxes on and it's been so fucking freeing I love it girls if you live alone if you don't try it the next thing is dudes think girls apartments are always fucking tidy they think that we live like a 1960s housewife even they probably had messy ass apartments we tidy this shit up for you if you weren't coming there would be shit everywhere let me name to you I haven't had a boy over here in about two weeks let me name to you the things that oh and this will not be an extent this will not be a full list because I could probably name 50 things that are just sitting around this house right now making it look like it's an absolute mess let me name to you some things we have over here in my armoire what do we have on the armoire we have a cup of sugar an espresso cup. I have a hair straightener, a kettle, and a candle <laughs> over here where I'm recording this podcast. And I know it looks very clean back here. That's the only part of my place that looks clean at the moment. At the moment right here, I have keys. Good. We need those. I have the end of a cucumber. Um, I have an uh, open thing, a tzatziki over there. I have a grinder over there. I have my air conditioning remote here. It's all over the place and crumbs galore always. Um, over here, we have two pillows on the floor. Don't know why. Ugh, the kitchen, I don't even want to talk about the kitchen. It's just piled with dishes at the moment. Two, two bags for garbage, haven't taken it out. This is meet my mess after all. In the bedroom, the bedroom is my private place. I'm not going to let you in there. It's ridiculous. And with that chaotic note, it is time for the Wheel of Chaos. Dun, 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 dun. Just pause. Let's bring it out, bring them out. Bring up the wheel. Dun, 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 dun. Wheel of Chaos. Bam. I can't wait till I have a producer one day so I don't have to share this on Zoom so unprofessional sorry not sorry let's see what we got to talk about today I hope it's something easy I have one particular thing I would really love 
to be picked. That was actually the last thing I wanted to be picked, but here we are. That's why it's the Wheel of Chaos. Oh, shit. No, no, no. Unprofessional, unprofessional. Stop sharing screen. Okay, sex with your best friend. Really didn't feel like talking about this today because I have nothing planned to say, but here we go. Um, I had sex with my best friend. Not gonna name who. My best guy friend. Probably wouldn't be that hard to figure out. We've had sex. Um, Hope he's okay with me saying that on the podcast. If not, he would never know because he never listens. We've had sex. Um, I'm gonna say, just like, don't. Just don't. I mean, yes, if you are close with a guy there is naturally going to be a point where you think if you're really, really close with a guy and you're always together, always doing things together, you're going to start to think, okay, but like, could this be more? Like, could we, could we like have a cute love story where we're um, best friends and all of a sudden we end up getting married one day? The answer is, is if you guys aren't naturally falling in that range, probably not the person for you they're probably just meant to be your friend um so sometimes you think we gotta have sex to figure this out sex with your best friend is the most awkward shit I've ever experienced you think it's going to be passionate and you're gonna be looking into each other's eyes or it's gonna be like rough and you're gonna have good sex like good good sex because you know what each other likes because you've talked about it a million times not the case it kind of feels like having sex with your brother um having sex with your best friend can solidify whether or not you are more or not but it does put you in this really awkward position for every relationship in the future I have to disclose to my new partners that I have a first of all a best friend that's a guy which is already a little mm, don't know how I feel about that some don't care some care but the part they all care about is the fact that he's been inside me um that they don't doesn't usually fly and I'm he's never had a girlfriend ever so since we've had sex, actually, I mean, he's had a girlfriend when we were like 16, but he doesn't have a girlfriend in a really long time. And so it hasn't been a problem for him yet, but best believe if I had a boyfriend that told me he had had sex with his girl best friend, I would say that is absolutely not going to fly. It's either me or her. So you're putting yourself in that position to be pushed out of their lives when they do potentially have a long-term mate. I don't know about you but I'd like to keep my friends, especially the ones I've known since I was 16. So I would say don't have sex with your best friend if you aren't ready to reap the consequences that come with it. So far, there's been no consequences because we're both single, but I, I mean, there has been consequences, but I mean, presently there is no, no issue. I like had an ex-boyfriend who absolutely fucking hated that I was my best guy friend. He didn't want him anywhere near. He didn't want me talking to him. He didn't want his mom, my best guy friend's mom died and I went to his funeral and he felt, I went to her funeral and he felt some type of way about that. Like it really, really makes things complicated. So I'm going to say, unless you are absolutely sure you're ready to reap the consequences that come with having sex with your best friend, I would say absolutely avoid it. Avoid like the plague. The last thing I want to discuss is summertime. Summertime is upon us. This will just be a quick little reminder. I think that we could use this little reminder with summer coming around. Um, like People talk about seasonal depression in terms of winter and rain, but I think summertime can definitely also present its own host of mental health issues. Um, Summer is my absolute favorite weather in the world. I love a beach day. I love a lake day. I love to camp. I love warm weather. I hate the cold. But that doesn't mean that I don't get depressed in the summer. I actually tend to get the most depressed in the summer. Um, The blaring heat of like 36, 37 degrees makes you feel super exhausted and super lethargic. And I actually was looking into the research behind this the other day because I was like, why the fuck do I always feel so exhausted in the summer? 
And it's because, oh my God, what have I done here? Jesus, I need to get my nails done. Um, I tend to feel exhausted in the summer. I feel like lethargic. Um, and the reason that this is, is because your body is working so hard to cool itself down when it's so hot outside. So we do actually, our bodies work really, really hard in the summer to keep us alive. And that's why we end up so exhausted. So when it is hot outside, I tend to, a lot of people say they tend to like want to eat fruits and vegetables and meat, like not me. I don't feel that way at all. I feel I want to like lay around and eat ice cream and I want to eat sandwiches. I want to eat something easy. I don't want to prep a whole salad with a beef filet on top. Like I don't feel the energy to cook. I want to eat something quick and easy. And that doesn't always mean healthy. Um, so that makes me feel like shit too. They say that you should try to be eating light as light as possible, be eating fruits and veggies and meat. So if you have the fucking willpower to do that during the summer, that's supposed to help. Um, I personally like to lay around with my boxer shorts on tits out and cover myself in crumbs and then sit by the mirror and shame myself for covering myself in my own crumbs. But that's just me. Um, another thing is, is obviously we're all in fucking bikinis right now. And that doesn't feel good all the time. If you don't look like Margot Robbie, if you don't look like Mila Kunis, if you don't look like any of the bitches that have edited their photos on your Instagram feed, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to go to the beach all the time. Um, it's fun. You have a good time, but the whole time you're fucking sucking in and thinking about what your body looks like instead of enjoying your meals. Um, I went on a boat party recently, and this was a really lovely thing for this girl to do. The girl, like, came up to me and like complimented my body and like normally like I've heard girls say like I don't like when girls comment on my body but I'm like comment on my body all you want as long as it's positive she came up to me she's like holy shit you're so sexy and I was like and she was definitely straight and she was sexy I would have fucked her I wonder if she would have fucked me now that I think about it we should have um she came up to me she's like you're so sexy it was like like why did they think you just like your tits are out of this world I was like thank you and like this girl had no tits but she had my ideal body type she was teensy tiny short fat ass no tits and abs and I was like that is literally like my dream body she's like in this hot pink bikini she came up to me she's like you're so hot like your body is literally everything I want and like this really put things into perspective to me because I was literally looking at this girl the whole day being like oh my god those are the exact kind of bitches I hate because they look like how I want to look and it makes me jealous and she was coming up to me thinking the exact same thing that she wishes she had more curves and she had all this all that and it really just puts things into perspective that even though you might not think that your body is what is desirable to the world outside and not that it matters if it is or not there's someone looking at you thinking damn if only I looked like that I would feel so fucking confident while you're sitting there being so so unconfident in how you look so I would definitely just say if you see a girl who you think looks good compliment her because you don't know you don't know how she's feeling internally like I was feeling like absolute shit for like I literally didn't eat anything before that party just in an honor of being transparent eating disorder trigger warning I didn't eat anything before that party and I barely ate anything the day before just so I would look skinny on this boat party and um I really didn't need to do that I really didn't need to do that because now I've been sick for like a week because of that party because I didn't eat anything and I just drank shots after shots after shots so my advice is if you see a girl you think looks good go up to her spread the love we all need it we're all struggling with how we look in this world of crazy expectations in terms of 
our bodies, how we dress, how our faces look, our hair color, our makeup, everything. Like everything is something girls question. So go up to the girls you think look good and tell them because even though you might think, oh, they get that all the time, they probably don't. Girls are probably always just acting jealous and not saying how they truly feel and I'm so guilty of that I'm so guilty of not wanting to like pump the tires of a girl who I think is better than me and that's just like not healthy and it's not cool and we should be lifting each other up and that is my piece of advice for today I do not have mess mail for this week no one wrote me in any questions at all Um, I know I'm bad at this and I know I'm still working on how to be a good podcaster, but you know, like help a girl out, ask her something about her life. Even if you don't even fucking give a shit, give me advice. Tell me about your lives. That's what I want to hear about more. I don't really, you know, I don't need to answer questions about myself. I want to hear about what you're going through, what you're struggling through and let me use it as content. Let me exploit your life. Um, I'm feeling really shitty, so I'm gonna skedaddle, go back to watching Real Housewives before I have to do a real, my real fucking job. Um, but make sure you follow the podcast. It makes your life better and especially mine better. And more importantly, stay messy mess makers. See you later.